Hey sisters, Christy here from Book Club Sisterhood. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. This is where we share our weekly book discussions with you so you can listen while multitasking or enjoying your favorite drink and reading along with us. I hope you enjoy this discussion. Let's grow. Hey sisters, I'm Christy, co-founding sister of Book Club Sisterhood. Welcome to our last discussion of When God Says Wait. Um, by Elizabeth Lang Thompson. Love, love, love this book. Uh, we'll probably do When God Says No at some point because I just, I love the way she writes. I hope yeah. that you guys too. <laughs> it seems like we're all in agreement. She's, I love her style. So, all right. I wrote on her Facebook page that yeah. we like, we read in the book and she answered me. Really? She, she's really happy with reading a book. Nice. And um, book clubs are the best for wow. this kind of book, she said. Yeah. Very true. Really nice. Awesome. I forgot to print my notes. Sorry, give me a moment. That's okay. <laughs> All righty. I'm going to try this, but it always messes it up. So, see what I can do here. When the God says, wait, we wait. Right? <laughs> right, Shelly? Apparently, when I say wait, you That's guys right. have to wait too. That's what I was going to say. Even when Chrissy says wait, we wait. Exactly. <laughs> like I said, my whole week is like totally thrown off now. Yeah. We switch nights. Okay. All right, so chapter 10 is where we're starting tonight. We're doing 10, 11, and 12, which will wrap up the book. So chapter 10 is called Navigating No Man's Land. So this is Joseph's story. I love Joseph's story. If you get the chance, I don't have it down here with me, but Kelly Minter's Bible study called Finding God Faithful is so, so, so good. And it talks about Joseph's whole life. Like she just, she pulls things out of there that you just, I never even thought of. I mean, it was really cool. Um, so the part of the story that she talks about in this chapter is when he gets accused of sleeping with his boss's wife. Well, we'll use the term boss loosely. It was his master. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was actually a servant, but the way the story goes, it actually seems like he just works for the guy because he ends up being Potiphar's secondhand man. So there was no one greater than Potiphar in that household. So he ran Potiphar's house. So, um, I just love this story because he's such a great example of how we can stay faithful no matter what situation we get thrown into. He had tons of times where he had to wait. He was in prison. He was thrown into a hole. Um, his life was rough, but he stayed so, so faithful. Um, I'm, I mean, he's still human, so I'm sure he had his moments, but the things that the Bible focuses on is all the times that he was faithful, which was basically every time he had an opportunity to be. Um, he was served as a slave. He was a prisoner in jail. He went, he ended up being at the right hand of Pharaoh and calling all the shots basically. Uh, but no matter what was going on, he was always doing what God asked him to do. And then on page, what page she references this. Um, I'm going to read Genesis 39, 21 through 23. And she talks about that on one of these pages. On page 168, she talks about this passage. And I thought I could just read it. 
Luckily, it's the first book, so it doesn't take me long to find the book. <laughs> Got lucky there. <laughs> All right. So Genesis 39, 21 through 23. So this is after Potiphar's wife accuses him of, well, she says that he tried to sleep with her. Of course, he didn't. He tried to get away from her. But Potiphar's going to believe his wife over a slave. So the Bible says, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. Throughout this whole passage of Joseph's life, they bring up, and God was with him a lot. So that's a good reminder for us as well. He's always with you, even when you're in a pit or in the dungeon or serving as a, as a slave. Uh, on 168, I'm going to read that where she references Genesis 39, 21 through 23. It says, in that passage... Although Joseph was hurting, he chooses to work hard and make his life count even in prison. So he's just waiting around, not able to go forth and do what I'm sure what he would prefer to do, but he doesn't just waste his time waiting. He makes, he uses, you know, he uses that time the best he can. So we can't just sit around and twiddle our thumbs we have to, you know, we've all been called to serve. The Bible tells us to love God and love people. So as long as you're doing that, you're still serving him. Even if you're in a waiting period, there's so many things you could be waiting for. So whatever it is in your life, just don't waste your time just sitting around waiting. On page 169 in the middle, she says, maybe instead of thinking of waiting journeys as time lost, time wasted, we can think of them as time repurposed. I really like that. You know, babies take a lot of time and a lot of money. So if you're waiting to have a baby, you could use your time and your money for someone who's in need. I was thinking, you know, go to a donate to a food bank or serve in a soup kitchen. You know, don't waste the time because you don't have a baby. You have extra time and money that would be going to the baby. So if you just think about that, like your time is being repurposed. It's not that it's wasted. Um, you know, if we just spend our time on earth loving others, even if the person you're waiting for isn't the one that gets the love, okay? So you're still called to love people. Even if your husband or your baby isn't who's receiving the love, you still need to love other people. Someone out there needs your talents or your gifts, and you have so much to offer them. So she says on page 170 in the middle, so you don't have the thing. She always calls it the thing, whatever the thing is that you're waiting on. So you don't have the thing right now. What do you have and how can you give it away? One of the points she puts in here, the second from the bottom, it says, do you have an ocean of love inside stored up for the friend or the guy or the baby you don't have yet? Could someone else benefit from that love? So it's just like that. 
you know, in the waiting, we need to remember that God is still blessing us. It just might look different than we expected. On page 173, she says, pray to have an attitude that God can bless and eyes to see the blessings he is already giving, even if they look different than the blessings you're praying for. Exactly. <laughs> you may get blessed in some other way. I mean, maybe serving in that soup kitchen, you meet someone that you never would have met anywhere else. And that sends your life down a path that that never would have happened. Um, I talked about Kelly Minter earlier and she ended up on a mission trip to the Amazon. And now she works with a company that does regular trips down there. And I can't remember the name of the company. Wish I could remember. Um, international, something international. What's it called? <laughs> it's two words, it's something, something international. Anyway, she works with this company and had she found the man she was looking for or had the babies that she wanted, she would have never been had the opportunity to go down to the Amazon and do all the things that she's done. She's literally changed lives. She has, you know, sat with people and helped them like with just daily tasks they weren't able to complete. I mean, I can't even imagine all the people that she's helped and the difference that she's made, but she's using her time she's still not married and doesn't have children, but she's still using her time to be productive. You know, she's not just going to mm -hmm. sit around because we don't know that God may tell you no for what you want. The answer may be no, you're waiting, but you're not sure if it's a wait or a no. So you're just going to sit around for the rest of your life and not do anything. That's why mm -hmm. we have to keep going. And then on page 178, the last sentence of this chapter, I love this. Let's not waste the wait. I love mm. when things come together yeah. like that. What is it called? Alliteration, waste the wait. <laughs> Pastors love that, right? Right, PJ? Yeah. <laughs> you plan and provide and whatever. <laughs> Another P word. And there has to be three points to every message. <laughs> yes. All right. On, move on to chapter 11 gifts waiting gives us i had to read the title of this chapter a couple times before i realized how you're supposed to say it anyways this chapter is about martha's story so mm -hmm. it's this part of martha's story is when lazarus is very very sick and they go and tell jesus and they ex they're expecting him to come right away but he waits a couple days so that seems crazy for jesus to know that his friend is dying and to just sit back and wait. I think it is it two days. I think he waited two days. And then it took him time also to get there. So by this time, Lazarus has been buried. He's been wrapped. His body has been preserved. However, they did it back then. Um, and he's, I mean, he says, open the tomb. And Martha says, uh, Jesus, it's not going to smell good in there. <laughs> That's in, in this chapter. She says that. So it, it does seem kind of crazy for him to just sit back. And on page 185, she says, Jesus waited because he loved them, because he had something astounding up his sleeve. So maybe God needs the perfect moment to show you a miracle in your life, not just solve your problem, but like make it a big deal. 
you know, I wanted to be part of the hospitality ministry at our church for 18 months before I just wanted to serve. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to serve people meals. That's all I was praying for. Well, 18 months later, my husband and I end up being the leaders of the hospitality team. That wasn't something I was expecting like that in itself is a miracle that my husband and I could lead something together. That's a whole nother conversation. But <laughs> it's going to take me a while if I have to talk about that. Anything. Anyway, many things just needed to line up to make that happen. So God showed up and did many miracles, which led to us doing this ministry. And I know yeah. he's not done yet. Like we're really, we're lo- really loving hospitality ministry. So it's been awesome. All right. On page 190 at the bottom, she's talking about amazing blessings in your waiting season. She says, you can, you could have the ability to sympathize and strongly and the wisdom to pass along the comfort God himself has given you. So she's talking about, you know, some of the blessings that you may not expect is that in the waiting and in the hurting, you can experience feelings and be able to empathize with someone else that's going through the same thing. Like you may not have all the answers to solve their problems, but you can be like, man, I have felt that grief. I have felt the sting of that. I know how you're feeling. You can just sit in whatever hole or prison cell or what, whatever their situation is, you know, whatever their low point is, you can go sit with them and be like, dude, I've been there. I felt what you're feeling. And I think that's a huge thing. Um, especially when it says, you know, pass along the comfort God himself has given you when I was waiting for my husband to come out of surgery and just the whole, the whole weekend we were waiting for the surgery. It was just this peace that was totally like covering us like a blanket. I want to pass that on to people so badly. And that's why I'm going to keep sharing that story because I want people to know that it's possible and it happens all the time. You know, God wants to give us peace and calm and love us. We actually did, uh, we shared the whole story of his surgery and what happened um, on episode 39 of the BCS podcast. So if you're in the Facebook group um, or watching live, I'll post the link in the Facebook group. And if you're currently listening to the podcast, I'll, I'll post the link for that uh, in the show notes. If you want to go back and look and, and listen to that. I almost said watch. You can't watch a podcast. You can listen though. All right. Oh, and by the way, our podcast is officially 50 episodes. Just saying. I feel like that's a big deal. (laughs) Officially have 50 episodes. It's pretty exciting. Anyway, on page 191, she says, waiting forges things in our hearts that cannot be wrought any other way. So the word forge means to make or shape, just like a silversmith puts silver in the fire to purify it and then create something amazing. Sometimes God has to wait so he can purify us and shape us into something new. The wait is sometimes the only way that he can purify us. We have to wait that time, you know, things have to line up. Like I said, with the hospitality team, you know, it wasn't time yet when, when I was ready to do it, God was like, no, no, we're not there yet. So take a breath. And I did, I mean, waiting for that wasn't hard. Um, waiting for answers about medical things are much harder, but it's a whole nother story. 
All right. Maybe, uh, excuse me. Hmm? Maybe God just was waiting for Johnny to have the surgery. So you wouldn't be so busy that <laughs> it, it would overwhelm you. Yeah, I can't do it by myself. That's one of the reasons. And then also Maybe. we have a new pastor. So that's going to change everything when you have a new leadership. So definitely there was, there was multiple things that had to be in place to make that work. So definitely you are definitely correct. All right, moving on to chapter 12. This is Abraham's story. So mm -hmm. God actually tells Abraham to take Isaac up on a mountain to sacrifice him like a lamb. Yeah. So he told him to like stab him with a knife and kill him. God promised Abraham a nation coming from Isaac. So for Abraham to be willing to do this, I can't even imagine what was going through his head. Um, probably like she said in here, like Sarah's going to kill me. <laughs> you know, if you don't bring him back, Sarah's going to kill me and then I'll be dead too. But he had such amazing faith in God that, you know, God knew what he was doing mm -hmm. and he did, but that was, that was a little extreme of God to ask, I think, but obviously he thought that was kind of weird. Like I said, he promised Abraham a nation through Isaac. So Isaac had to be living to have children because Isaac wasn't yet married. So it's not exactly how Abraham saw that going though. Right. I mean, we very rarely have things happen to us exactly the way that we think they're going to turn out. So on page 201, she says, when we take unexpected detours, they may be unexpected to us, but they are not a shock to God. So God knows what's coming. He sees everything. Jeremiah 29, 11 says he knows the plans he has for us. He was not surprised by COVID or the state of our society or anything that happened in the last million years. Okay. He is infinite. He is omnipotent. He doesn't make mistakes. After waiting, she moves on to say that, you know, after waiting, sometimes the answer is no. And that's hard. On page 204, uh, she says, you know, she doesn't believe that waiting was lost time. And I agree with her. You know, relying on God and trusting him is never going to be a waste of time. Uh, and her husband's example that she talks about here, you know, he was, you know, the waiting made him noble, humble, and a great man. She talks about that um, on 202 through 204, I believe. Um, you know, he was playing football and he was a quarterback and mm -hmm. they said that, you know, he was the oldest. So he thought for sure that he would be the next string, um, when the other one graduated, but they didn't choose him. So he did his best to coach all the people that were on that third string team. He made sure that they were all better players instead of wallowing in his not being chosen he decided to pour into those around him as well as himself. You know, he always showed up to practice. He worked everybody really hard. So it just made him a much better man. Even though he had to wait and didn't get the answer that he wanted, he still came out of it much better than he started. All right. So if God says yes is the next section. 
She starts on page 206 through 209. Um, you know, if he says yes, we can't forget, forget, sorry, we can't forget who gave the blessing that we received. It's easy to sit on top of the mountain. You know, we have like hills and valleys, right? When you're on top of the hill, you feel really good. Like, yeah, I'm good. Everything's going great. And it's really easy to just be like, oh yeah, I got myself here. I worked really hard. It's fine. But you can't forget who put you there. God gave you all the blessings that got you there. So on page 206 through 209, she tells the story of when her daughter was born, which was really cool Mm -hmm. because they said by this time next year, God, please let Elizabeth have a baby. And she had a baby to the minute one year later. Mm -hmm. That was so cool. She was born on Christmas night. That's so cool. Yeah. She got what she asked for. And now she can't stop telling people the story because she knows that God gave her that baby. It wasn't anything that she did. So uh, you guys have definitely heard the story of our house a million times. That's kind of how I feel about the house. Like the house is my baby. You know, we, I just love telling that story because God was all over that story. Our testimony with this house is so incredible. And if you guys haven't listened to that podcast episode, we have one for that too. I don't remember what number it is, but if you want to go back and listen to that one, um, mom and I talk about all the stuff that happened with buying this house. So uh, I won't bore you that already know the story with all the details again, (laughs) but it's there if you want to go back and listen. Um, And then there's an option of God saying to keep waiting, which we all hate, right? I'm not alone, am I? We all hate, we all hate to wait. On 214, she makes a really good point and I love this. I don't know how your wait ends or when, but this I know, this we have seen. God sees, God hears, God cares. God feels our pain when the wait stretches long. He gets it. And this is my favorite. God sent Jesus to earth and through his son experienced life as we live it. All we feel and how we hurt. He empathizes with us. I think that's my favorite part of Jesus coming down to earth is that he knows exactly what we're walking through. His feet touched the dirt that we walk on. He was born just like we were. He had to grow. He had to lose his baby teeth to get his adult teeth. He had growing pains when his bones would get longer. You know, he, he was hungry. He was sad. He was excited. He was angry. Like he knows exactly how you're feeling. Okay. And God gave us feelings and they're okay. It's just, you have to use them correctly. And we talked about that a few months ago, (laughs) but just remember that Jesus has done everything that a human being needs to do. Okay. And how exciting would it be to be the disciples to walk right along with him? And like, you're literally there every step of the way. He, they lived together. They walked together. They, you know, watched him preach every single time he preached and to see that they still doubt. I think that's, that's mm-hmm. something that gets me. Like they still doubt him. Like, God, how are we going to feed the 5,000? He's like, do you, do you know who I am? Like <laughs> <laughs> you've seen everything that I've done, right? Like I healed a leper. I literally touched him. He's healed, but you don't think I can feed all these people. Okay. 
I think at a certain point, I probably would have started getting a little frustrated. Like, guys, come on, seriously. <laughs> you know, I got this. What is your problem? You know, but they were so, so human. And even being in the presence of Jesus, they still <laughs> couldn't get themselves together. So I don't feel so bad. I don't have Jesus standing right next to me and I mess up. So I don't feel so bad because at least he's not standing next to me watching me screw up. Right. All right. So on the bottom of page 215, she says, do your part, all you can do, but then let God do his in his own time, in his own way, God will answer. So you have to do your part. You can't just sit and twiddle your thumbs, but you also have to let him do his work. We can't do what he's supposed to do. You know that that's a struggle for me. <laughs> so I don't say that lightly because I'm definitely preaching to myself here. He's, he's going to do it in his time and his way. We can't rush him because God is never, he's always on time is what I'm trying to say. He's never, he's never late. There we go. That's the word I wanted. He's never late. He's always on time. He's late for our timeline. Um, the last I checked, I don't, I don't know everything. So I have to remind myself of that. All right, guys, there it is. As our discussion of when God says, wait, such a good book. That's a good book. Yeah. Really, really good. All right. Next month. Um, I just started following the author of this book and I, I really, I really like her and this book's really good. It's called Obedience Over Hustle. We've talked about being obedient and how there's so many blessings on the other side of obedience. So I thought, hey, let's just have a whole month about obedience. That sounds fun, right? <laughs> let's all be obedient. <laughs> but I like, you know, it's it, the subtitle is The Surrender of the Striving Heart. So there's a lot of times where I'm like, go, 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 go. Like, I want to do as much as I can. I want to use up my time as wisely as possible. I want to be efficient and all of this, but God's like, it's okay. It doesn't all have to happen right now. I just need you to listen and follow my voice. Don't try to hustle through everything. So I think this will be good. It'll get us going, but not too hard, especially with the holidays coming. I like to do like slow down, focus on your relationship with God kind of books at this time of year, like November, December, like we're, we're ramping up to get into the busy season. So yeah, that's why the last couple of years we've had books that are about like slowing down and focusing on what's, what really matters and what's important. Cause I think that's so important. And we forget that because there's so many parties and there's so many gifts to buy and there's so much other stuff going on that I think maybe sometimes Jesus gets pushed aside. Not for everybody, but I feel like that's kind of, you know, your life gets so crazy and busy that it's easy to just forget to pray or forget to read your Bible or whatever. So focus on what really matters. Mm -hmm. All right. Who has prayer requests? Oh, sorry. But while we're talking about the book next week, we're going to discuss chapters one through five and it will be on Tuesday. Also next month, there are, um, I have an event at church on November 16th. So we will not be meeting that night, but there are five Tuesdays in November. So we'll do the second the 9th, the 23rd, and the 30th will be our four weeks. Um, and I'll put that out in the group. You don't have to worry about it too much. But just November 16th, there will be no book club. All right. 
Now we can take prayer requests. Done with my announcements. <laughs> Mine are unspoken players I need for my family. It's me, isn't it? You just don't want to say it on my face? No. <laughs> God knows. I know. I'm just kidding with you because you're my family and I can do that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this time that we get to spend together. Thank you for the freedom to come together and speak about you and share our lives together, God. Uh, I just pray that all of our unspoken requests, God, you know exactly what they are. And I pray that you will take care of them in your time and give us the patience if we have to wait. Uh, remind us who put us on the top of the mountain when you say yes and help us to be okay with a no whatever your answer, God, we just pray that it'll move us closer to you and it'll help us to love you and love others the way you've asked us to do, God. We just pray that we can further your kingdom in the way that you've asked us to, God. Help us to focus on you and not all of the hustle that's going on around us. Lord, we pray that we can be obedient and listen for your voice. It's all in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. We'll see you next week. November 2nd, chapters one through five. Okay. Bye. Bye. Good night. Buona notte. Buona notte. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the BCS podcast. If you would like to chat with us, please join our community on Facebook, Book Club Sisterhood. And you can find us on Instagram as Book Club Sisterhood as well. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week. Let's grow.